school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget. All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. So just like normal, we're going to kick this off. Make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, um, iHeartRadio, or any of any of the audio platforms, make sure to uh, follow me and share. Share this stuff. I'm also on Facebook, so you can check me out there at 100% Richard, all spelled out. And uh, you can check me out there on Facebook. <laughs> And always, as always, I got to give a nice big shout out to all the folks out there that have been listening. You guys are rock stars and uh, just can't thank you guys enough for listening and being a part of 100% Richard. Thank you very much. So here we go. (sighs) Deep breath. Are you ready? (laughs) All right. So I'm going to talk about living in the desert. And I'm not talking about like going to Glamis or like going to the dunes or going something like that where you get your, you fill up your, your, your camper and you take your quad and you go do all kinds of crazy stuff in the dirt. I'm not talking about that living in the desert. I'm going to talk about the Israelites. (laughs) Why do the Israelites come to mind? I don't know, but they did. So (laughs) I'm going to talk about them. And this is where I'm going to come in at is why is it that when things get rough, We want to head backwards instead of forwards. It's so funny in life, life in general, when when things get hard for whatever reason, not everybody, but a lot of people go, man, you know what? If I I was just did it the way I did it back then, (laughs) I would be so much better. And the Israelites are an excellent example of this. Let Let me show you why here. Look, I'm going to show you Numbers chapter 14, two through four. This is how intelligent these folks are. This is verses two through four. And and all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if if only we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. So these guys, first of all, they could have been in the promised land like within seven days, I believe, um, looking at the time and the space and the amount of space that they had to walk and really to go get there. And it took them 40 years. And then then at some point they're like, look, you you guys, we, we can't handle this. We don't like the heat. It's hot. There's bugs, <laughs> there's, there's this thing and that thing, and and I don't want to do this anymore. Let's just go back to the way we used to go. No, but God had given them a promise, but they haven't seen the promise coming to fruition, and I can understand that. And when they're in the midst of a struggle within themselves, and instead of fighting for the prize, we want to move backwards, where we're actually supposed to be training and fighting for the prize. And moving forward, like I, I think I said last week, something about you know using you know keep keep your keep moving forward, keep keep your feet walking forward at all times. I'm going to show you some realities. Here's what happens if the Israelites would have gone backwards and said, "Hey, let's go back to Egypt. Let's go." So we got to go backtrack. So they would have to cross the Red Sea again, but this time they would have to swim or build boats. <laughs> so in order to go back the same direction that they went. 
And remember, God opened up the sea for them, so they would have to go get there. And since they're they're on their way to where they're supposed to be, God opened the sea for them to begin with, and now they're going to have to go backwards, which means now they either got to swim it or they got to build boats. I think by the time you get to that shore, you're like, forget it, I didn't build a boat. <laughs> and when they get back, do you think they're really going to be received and just go right back to work? These guys are escaped slaves. What happens to escaped slaves? They get killed. They get murdered. They get beaten. And then they get go back to work. <laughs> if they survive whatever it is that they do to them to begin with. So these guys were facing something hard. They were facing a new, a new, a new unknown future. Sounds familiar. We're facing a new and unknown future. And when we face something that's new to us, we really don't know what we're doing. And we have to go adjust and we have to just actually just go for it, so to speak. We have to, you know, when you, when you step into something new, you, you, can, you can make a plan. You can build your own door. You can make a plan for that new thing. But the reality is when you step into that new thing, you, you, you've never done it before. You don't know how to do it. Now, I know that we can model a situation or we can model something that's familiar you know so if you're going to start a church you can probably go sit at somebody else's church and figure out what they did to start a church if you're going to start a business there's usually blueprints to start a business but how does it interact with you personally it's usually something new which means we have to go for it in in reality as as well i really don't know what i'm doing and i'm going to step into this thing and not be afraid it's like when you get a new job and, and you don't know anybody. <laughs> if you're a working person, like I used to work retail. I worked a lot of retail. And whenever you got a new job, you, you're the new guy. Nobody likes you just because you walked in. There. <laughs> you know, you have to adjust. Your personality has to match everybody else's. And in my case, that's already difficult. <laughs> so, and you might sit there in the parking lot wondering, uh, I wonder how it's going to go today. Is it going to be difficult? Um, do I do I want to until I get that unction to get in the building and just do it because I know I have to, you know? So you might you might do something weird, you know, like, um, uh, hi, uh, today's my first day, you know? <laughs> and there's choices that we make every day. Every day, you know, if you don't understand choices, you gotta, you gotta go figure something out, and and we, and you know, we do, we learn from our past, but the choice for a bright future is in the hands of whether or not we really want to go forward with God. If we want to go forward with God, the God of more, or stay in our less, it may get hot on our journey, like in the desert, but we know that God gives us a future and a hope, and not brokenness and fear. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9. We're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. We can live life with a desert mentality, or we can live life with a future mentality. Knowing that there is always more out there for us to, to discover and enjoy about our God and growing each day in His presence. Listen to this. This one's good. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. Bomb drop. Right? 
future-minded people. This is this is this is especially right now. There's so much so much jacked upness going on in this earth that we really have to be future-minded people. We really have to find a way to go. Okay, well I've got to get through this. I got to get through this. Do I take the vaccine? Do I not take the vaccine? Mask? No mask? They're thinking that thing. What do I do? How do I get through this? And then you have your personal life. I have to go back to work, and I haven't worked for almost a year. I got to try this thing, and I haven't done that forever. And now I got to get back into into this pattern or that pattern because I haven't been there in those. A bunch of stuff. So being future-minded. There's two dudes that have been that were future-minded. So numbers 14, 6 through 9. Now, if you know this story, that's fine. But I'm just going to read it. Okay, so but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Je- uh, that guy, who were among those who had spied out the land. Now, you know they sent 12 spies, right? Joshua and Caleb were two of those spies. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out was an exceedingly good one. An exceedingly good one. This land is awesome. If the, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So here's Joshua and Caleb. These two dudes are like, we can get this. We're going to go get this land. It's filled with milk and honey. God wants us to go there. This is the promise that we were given when we crossed over the desert. Let's go get this. And then the ten other dudes are like, they're giants. And they're whining and cry. <laughs> they're like, me, me, me. Joshua and Caleb are future-minded people. <laughs> right? They're like, man, God said we could. And 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 when, when God says you can, guess what? You can, right? If you continue to read about this time frame, the entire generation actually dies out because they never go. And a new generation who is to make it to the promised land and who leads them are Caleb and Joshua. Joshua's the straight up right after Moses dude. He's the one that says, oh yeah, remember back then when he... I don't know why I had to sound like Rocky, but <laughs> remember back then when I said we can go get it? Well, let's go get it. And they're the ones that accepted what they saw. And when they spied was that they can attain it. These two dudes were future minded. These guys weren't, weren't thinking about the desert. They weren't thinking about the slave mentality. They weren't thinking about desert living. They were thinking about milk and honey living. When we know that there is more and we're believing that God can take us to more Whatever that more may be, we will see more, right? If you're living in the desert, you're not going to see more for too long. Let me put it to you this way. The storms will always pass. There may be some destruction in the storm. We may need to learn something within the storm. And we have to, to learn within that storm or we, and let it just pass and figure out what we learned within that storm so that we can succeed. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago, well, you know, sometimes I do have a fear of success. You know, I, t- I tend to have a bad habit of going, oh, man, I'm doing really good. Well, what if I quit? And then I quit. Duh, that was dumb. Well, that's, the, that's one of the reasons why I talk about this stuff is because I've had to really, really learn. No matter what people tell me, no matter what people say to me, no matter no, the hardest thing you can. I thrive on people that tell me I can't do something. You, tell, you can't do that. Well, watch me. 
right? <laughs> and, and I think that's interesting because th what drives you? I'm not a big money guy. You can, here's a million dollars, go do this. Me, I don't need a million dollars. You know, I'm happy. You know, <laughs> whatever. But success doesn't come to you. You have to go get it. Come on, right? If you sit around on your couch, eventually you'll be sitting on the floor, and then eventually you'll be sitting on the ground because you, somebody came and took your house. Because if you don't get up and do something, nothing's going to happen. If you if you choose to sit in the desert, guess what? Nothing, nothing, just dirt in your butt. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have dust in your butt because you chose to sit around. You have to find it. You have to really... Some of us have to find deep down inside and get that Joshua Caleb mentality. I'm going to go take my land, dang it, and that's the way it is, and and really run after it and 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 make something happen. Now, God's got a plan, but you make something happen within the plan. You you go after it, and that's really what these guys did. They said, "Okay, second generation, your bunch of jabroni parents couldn't figure this out, but we're gonna let's go," you know. And I think that's that's something that we have to find right now is hey. We got to figure out how to get this thing going again. We got the church is growing super fast. You know, as soon as as soon as churches open the doors, they, they get filled up. I think it's really cool to watch. So just let's just pay attention to what's going on around us. Keep your feet moving forward. One step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. You're going to find your way across the Jordan and into the promised land. Right on, right on. Right on.